to sing the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He confused the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is setting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Holy Spirit, my soul, to answer him, be jubilant my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, The glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us live to make men free. While God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. He is coming like the glory of the morning on the way. He is wisdom to the mighty, he is honor to the brave. So the world shall be his footstool and the soul of all his faith. Our God is marching not know it is Memorial Day, this is an opportunity for us to, we should remember the soldiers and those who fought and died for the freedoms. The very fact that we have a warm or cool, dry building to worship in 
is because folks went and shed their blood for those freedoms. Amen? Amen. And the fact that we can look forward to the spiritual freedom we enjoy is because Christ shed his blood for us as well. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. And as we sing these kinds of songs, I hope that we aren't doing it just because it's that day, that we truly put them to our heart and say, thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, I come before you this morning. I do thank you for the rains that we did have this morning. I thank you that we have this opportunity to gather in this place together. God, I thank you that we have brothers and sisters in your name because you chose not just to die on that cross, but to adopt us as your children thereafter. Father, I pray that as we've gathered together in this place as your children, we'll give you honor, praise, and glory that you are due. And if there is someone here today, Lord, that has never bowed a knee, never surrendered their heart to you, may this be the day they change that. May this be the day they accept you as their Heavenly Father and their Lord. God, we just lay this entire service at your feet, in your hands, and ask you to bless it, Father. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. It is good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord for each one of you. And, and praise God we didn't have to bring a boat or anything. If we were in Houston right now, it would be a little more difficult to get to church. Amen? But we're here. We're here, and praise God for it. So walk around a second, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug, just tell them it's good to see them in God's house this morning. Amen. And how are you? How are you? I am.
God the glory this morning. Come on, you're free to give God the glory this morning. <laughs> Amen. That sounded awesome, guys. If you're still asleep, then, uh, or as we said in Sunday school, if that didn't light your fire, your wood must not must be wet. Amen. Are we awake? Everybody's just kind of like quiet this morning. Okay, well, at least Stormy's here. <laughs> so, there you go. All right. There we go. That's right. It's getting stormy and windy and louder on this side, so we're good. Praise God. You know, guys, let me just take a quick second. It is okay to have fun in God's house. There is a time to be quiet. There's a time to be righteous. There's a time to lift hands. There's a time to sit. As the Solomon says, there's a time and a season for everything, which means that, that we don't have to sit on our hands and look like we're sucking on lemons just because we're in church. We should have a good time and praise the Lord while doing so. It's bring glory to God, and I don't believe it brings glory to God if it all looks if we always look like we lost our best friend. We we have our best friend in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, just a few announcements this morning. First of which, uh, Bob said when he got here this morning, this KFC or a phone, it must be dead, or I can't figure out how to turn it on to see what picture. But this was found in the church this morning, so if somebody lost a Kyocera. I don't even know what kind of phone, just Kyocera or something phone nobody right off the bat well if you hear somebody lost their phone bob found it here inside the sanctuary this morning so it's it's here um now just a few announcements just a couple actually i think i'll grab one of which vacation bible school is coming very soon so not this week but the following week if you have not seen some of the things that the folks have put together getting ready for decorations it's incredible you in a fellowship hall in my office there's there's Things are almost like real coral reefs. We have been very blessed in this church with some very talented and gifted artists. The There is no denying, I'm not sure who, I don't remember Carla said Cat or Debbie or whoever, but like the shark on one of them, you can definitely tell that that's Nemo or out of Nemo. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's just so well done. There's so much good artistry going into so many things. Uh, there's a coral reef in the corner of the Fellowship Hall. It looks like there should be real fish swimming around it. There's, it's a lot of great stuff going on in there, and I, I just praise the Lord for all our people who's been working on that. I, I would attempt to name them. I know Shaney's in there working a lot on the reef. I've seen Kat. I've seen Debbie. I've seen Carla. I've seen Peggy, some youth. There's a lot of people doing it, and I praise God for them. That being said, we could still always use more. So if you would like to come up and help them on Tuesdays or get with Carla when the best time is, and then that week, not this, not tomorrow week, but the following week is our vacation Bible school, if you want to come up and help there, make sure you get myself or Carla and let us know so we can figure out where you can go and what you can do. And if you can only come a day or two, there's a spot. We'll find a spot. Uh, we'll, we'll lock you in with the preschoolers or something. No, I'm just kidding. There is something we can do. There is something that you can do. And it is a blessing. You will be a little exhausted by the end of the day, but when you go home and you know that you've been used by God to touch however many kids and possibly their parents and families as well, it is a relaxing feeling to be able to to go to bed that night knowing that God chose you to further his ministry. So I want to encourage you, if you want to be a part of that, get with myself or Carla or someone and let us know so we can kind of plan that out. 
Also, too, uh, in, in, in the announcements, actually, it's not in the announcements. Uh, I, I've been meaning to put it in the announcements. I keep forgetting. Three years ago, as you know, if you look at your prayer list, we are praying for Ernie and Sharon Rice, who are missionaries to Haiti. They're right here from the local area. They have now moved down there. They are working down there in Haiti. One of the projects we did three years ago is they, they've worked, they're working with a food corporation or working with a distribution corporation. For $75, they will feed a child in one of the orphanages they work at for an entire year. $75 for the year. So we are doing that again this year. If you would like to contribute to that, get with me or, or annotate that on your, on your checks or something uh, that, that you would like to give towards the Haiti Fund. Now, that being said, the, the primary thing I'm throwing out as well, in November, as we did three years ago, is when we come together and we package the foods in these. It's organized, and they're packaged in these boxes, and these boxes go into big boxes, which goes on crates, which goes on the ship and goes overseas. When this was proposed by our associational director, the church that he used as an example to the other churches was our little church. He's, he talked about how much help we sent down to the packing, and he said he was astonished when we showed up then with so many youth, and he was a little afraid of what these youth were going to do. But he used them as an example this year when he said those youth, they were talking, he said somehow they could talk, be on their cell phones, and still outpack everybody else. Hallelujah. But he used our church as the example. And I praise the Lord for that, but I give God the glory. However, it's coming again this November. If you would like to go and help pack these foods, I don't have the specific date yet in November, but be praying about that so that we can go down and do that. Also, I talked to Debbie Braden. Is she here today? Not yet? Oh, they were going out of town. Uh, Debbie is talking about, as last, that last time, putting together a garage sale over at the pantry. If you want to get with her about helping in that or donating to that to, for the Haiti Project. So this is still all in the very embryonic stages. However, it is coming to pass. So be praying for our, as you have been praying, I'm sure, since they're on the prayer list for our missionaries in Haiti, continue to add to that prayer now the organizational aspects of putting together the foods to go to the orphanages over there. Last but not least, as far as announcements, if you notice our, our cartoon that we had put up here this morning, there were several that, that, that Bob brought to me that were cute, but I thought this really says the message. We need to not forget, as we are, are having fun this Memorial Day weekend, I don't know who's going to the uh, beach, or maybe you're just cooking hot dogs out back, or whatever you may be doing. Remember, there are those that's going to have a time of sad remembrances this week as well. Lift them in prayer. And also, along with that, if you notice, this isn't in black and white. Look back there, you'll see it's actually a color one. If God's laid it on your heart to help give to our video equipment, we're still in the fundraiser to be able to replace the projectors with monitors up front as well. So don't forget that. Over and above your tithes, if you'd like to give, we're, we're slowly approaching our goal. It may be your gift that's going to push that over the top. Now, we'll, that, that reminds me, speaking of gifts, one more thing. Uh, when it comes to the financial aspects, our kids that are going to GA camp, Julie had said there's someone who is willing to match the monies that the kids earn. So if, if you're thinking your, your young lady does not have the money to get into GA camps, uh, there's someone who will match all the dollars that they earn. So if there's mowing, well, I guess girls don't mow yard. Well, anyway, yes, they can. <laughs> Pardon? 
I know, but I got... Okay. Anyway, however they earn their money, <laughs> whether they're mowing the yard or walking up and dad and just holding their hand out, I don't know, however they do it, we do have someone who is willing to match whatever funds they can gather up so that they can go to the, to the GA camp this uh, year. So keep that in mind as well. All right, that's enough announcements from me. I've sucked my foot in my mouth far enough. It's Chris's turn. <laughs> Father God, I thank you that we can laugh and joke in your house, but thank you for my brother here and his willingness to not just come and play and sing for us, but now he's going to come and open the scripture and, and share with us as well. May your will be done. Bless he and his family, Lord, and we thank you for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother. All right, if you guys want to turn to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, we're going to be looking at verses 12, 13, and 14, I believe. So when I think about Memorial Day and Veterans Day and all of the the days that we have as as remembrance days it's it's hard not to feel guilty it's hard not to feel um solemn about uh, you know whatever that particular day is is bringing to light uh, but when we think about it the whatever day it may be in this case uh memorial day we have to remember that the vehicle of remembrance is not there for us to feel guilty or solemn about it. The day is there for us to remember that we're supposed to carry on and, and do something about it. Remember those who went before us and carry the charge on ourselves. So um, in similar fashion, um, in First Timothy, we've got the verse here that says, Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Basically, I mean, whether you've seen war, whether you've been on a battlefield, whether you've you know, shot a rifle or even been in a fist fight, we as Christians, we're in a war. And we need to carry on the charge of faith that Jesus put before us and sacrificed himself for us, right? So don't feel guilty about it, but just know that you've been set with a charge to do something about it. Amen? Let's pray. God in heaven, we thank you for uh, everything that you've given us, God, the, the vehicles of remembrance that, that you've allowed us to have um, and the charges that you've set before us. Um, God, that we can remember that, that we're supposed to uh, go out and do your work, God, um, and to allow us to recall that we are in a war, that we are in a constant fight. Um, so, God, just help us uh, get through that fight and keep the faith. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, now that we have a little bit more of a full band up here, I, I want to explain one thing. Um, and the few songs that we're going to play up here, there's going to be some times where we're not singing, but we're just playing. Uh, that time is not there for you to, you know, 
drop your jaw on the floor and admire the beautiful solo that Benny's going to play, right? And it's going to happen, but uh, that time is there for you to worship, to, to hear the words again on your own terms and to allow them to resonate in your heart. So, uh, you know, when those times come and we're just playing, don't, don't you know, look up here and just, you know, watch us and spectate. Uh, allow the words to, to resonate in your heart, Okay. You can rise if you want to. We're going to sing Inside Out. thousand times I've failed, still your mercy remains. And should I stumble again, I'm caught in your grace everlasting. Your light will shine when all else fades, never ending. Your glory goes beyond all things. In my heart and my soul, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace. To love you from the inside out. My purpose remains The art of losing myself In bringing you grace everlasting Your light will shine when all else fades Never ending Your glory goes beyond all things My heart and my soul I give you control, consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and grace become my embrace, to love you from the inside out. Everlasting, your life will shine when all else fades, never
my heart and my soul I give you control consume me from the inside out Lord let justice and grace become my embrace to love you from the Run out 
Before, but I didn't play it. The youth did. The youth played it. The youth. And it was such a good song, I learned it. <laughs> it's really easy. You guys will catch it. Um, just sing along when you get there. I've heard a thousand stories one. They think you're alive, but I've heard a tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me, young, please, and I'm never alone. You're good. 
Many searching for answers Far and wide But I know We're all searching for answers Only you provide us You know What we need before we Say a word You're a good, good father Bibles this morning. Turn to the book of Exodus. Thank you, guys. Awesome as always. Isn't it great these guys choose to come together and practice and lead us in worship? Amen. They don't do it for those accolades, but praise God that they do it. 
So we turn to Exodus chapter 28. As, as it, we said in song and in the, 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 the cartoon that was up earlier, back your bulletin such, this is Memorial Day weekend. This is an opportunity. This day has been instituted to remind us of the price that, that has been paid for all the many freedoms that we enjoy, whether it's going to, to the park, whatever you're going to be doing this weekend, the very fact that we are able to freely and openly gather and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ in this room today is because of men and women who have fought and died for you and I. And we need to be remembering them. We, we are a people that tends to forget, but yet we have been called to remember. And God gives us things to help us re- remember. In our scripture this morning, in Exodus chapter 28, looking at verse 28, Notice what he says here. This is, this is something that was commanded by God to the Levitical priests. But he says, The craftsmen are to tie the breastpiece from its ring to the rings of the ephod with a cord of blue yarn so that the breastpiece is above ephod's waistband and does not come loose from the ephod. Now, you're getting a picture of what this is, but listen to this next verse. Whenever he enters the sanctuary, Aaron is to carry the names of Israel's sons over his heart on the breastpiece for decisions as a continual reminder before the Lord. I think one of the greatest tributes that I have, I have ever seen or read to, to our soldiers is that the simple sentence, all gave some and some gave all. And that is so incredibly true. Memorial Day is the day we should stop and, and honor the sacrifice of, the, the, of those soldiers who has, has done, who has given all for the cause of our freedoms. They chose to don a uniform and do what their country sent them to do, whether it was in the, the Battle of Independence, whether it was the Civil War, or any war thereafter. They chose to don that uniform and go forth and, and shed their blood. And we have the freedoms that we so enjoy today because of that. Hallelujah. It's easy, I think, unfortunately, to forget about that sometimes. It's easy to forget when we come together on Sunday mornings to, to worship. We're coming in here freely and openly worshiping God. We, have, we can freely go and vote in every election. We, we have the capability to go from state to state in this country without passports, without any kind of, of, of verifications, without, without checkpoints. We, we have the capability to, to watch television programs that fully exercises their free speech freedoms. We have the freedom to eat hot dogs and hamburgers and bratwurst and whatever it is we're going to do this weekend. We have all these freedoms and praise God for them. But I'm afraid that so often in the midst of doing all these things, exercising all these freedoms, we forget the price that was paid for those freedoms. Now, this is a day that's been set aside to help us remember, but I would submit to you that on a daily basis, we should remember as we, are, as we go out and perform actions, as we do things that out of our own free will each day, we need to remember we have these freedoms because of the men and women who died for us to be previously. The question then becomes to me is why do we forget? Why do we forget so easily? I, don't, I can't fully explain that, but it's nothing new. I think that's one of the reasons why our forefathers erected so many monuments to remind the citizens of the sacrifices that was made for freedom. 
that, that to, to when we became a country so that people wouldn't forget. They said, let's build these monuments. And continually after, thereafter, when our freedom has been tested and men and women have had to go and, and shed their blood, most small towns have monuments of some sort that people know who pass by to remind them of the, the blood that's been shed, to remind them of the freedoms that's been, been given to us by those men and women who've shed that blood. In Floresville, I know we have the, there's a Vietnam Memorial and a World War II Memorial that I know of. Uh, Yorktown's got an incredible memorial with a helicopter and everything for the Vietnam and Korean. I think it's actually said for all the men who have, who have fought and died. But, but what I'm saying is we build these memorials because we become forgetful people. In New York City, we have the tower, the, 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 the Freedom Tower being constructed to remind us and to, to show us that despite the terrorist attacks of 9-11, despite the taking of all that innocent life, we are a country that is in the pursuit of freedom. We have all these different things being built. We have all these different monuments. This week I was at the VA, and, and as you drive into where you go and, and let them take your car, there's that, that soldier standing there with that look on his face. Just this week, it just kind of grabbed me again. The look on that soldier's face in that monument out front of the pain and the anguish of the... It's almost like he was in the midst of a battle right then. And it just reminded me how many men and women have been in a position that, that cost them dearly or everything they have just so I could drive up to that hospital the way I do. Praise God for those men and women. Praise God that God gave us the understanding that we do forget and we need these monuments. It is so easy as people to forget and just start taking advantage of all the benefits. Folks, this in the Memorial Day weekend, we take a moment to memorize, memorialize all those people. But I would submit to you, understand now, put your mind around it, that we are a people that tends to forget things and start making the conscious effort to remember these men and women. We need to make the conscious effort to remember who they were and what they've done. That's why we need Memorial Days to remind us because it gives us that opportunity to, to, to stop and remember those that paid the price for our freedoms. I wish we could do it every day, but we are a forgetful people. But the great thing here, guys, is God knows that. God knows that we are a forgetful people. This isn't a new occurrence. This isn't something that just happened in the 21st century. This isn't something that just all of a sudden Americans deal with. We are a forgetful people. In fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, God is speaking. This, this is God speaking directly to the, the Jewish people. And he's looking out upon him. He says, if you ever forget, this is Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 8, 18. He says, if you ever forget the Lord your God, and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify. Remember, this is God speaking to them now. This is God who carries out his promises. He says, I testify against you today that I will surely destroy you. If you will worship other gods, if you will turn to other gods and worship them, I testify to you today that you will surely be destroyed. Ouch! I said 18. That's, that's Deuteronomy 8, 19. But that, that is God making a promise to them. But what happened? Unfortunately, they forgot. They forgot the blessings of God and, 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 and how, uh, how the, he had saved them from Egypt. And they constructed that golden calf and just started worshiping that golden calf. And they suffered the consequences. 
In 1 Samuel 12, 9, it says, but they forgot the Lord their God. Here he had done such miraculous things for them, and yet they still forgot. We as a people are a forgetful people. But praise God, God knows that. He already knows what's going on in our minds. He wanted to remind, in our verse of Scripture here, he wanted to remind the, the high priests and the people of the covenant that he had with Israel. But we just read here in Exodus, he's telling him, I want you to do these things so that you will not forget this covenant, so that you will remember the 12 tribes. So he commanded the priests, put on this special ephod, this breastplate of, of linen cloth, and you're going to put these gold rings with these precious jewels inside. And each one of these rings on this ephod, each one of these rings on this breastplate, if you will, is going to represent one of the tribes of Israel, one of the 12 tribes that I have, have given my blessings to. He made sure to lay it out here. Do this in remembrance. That way they will remember. You will remember me and I will remember you. Everything's going to be done. The people will remember the covenant we've had together. Yet just a few hundred years later, in Judges chapter 2, you know what it says? It says that an entire generation, an entire generation grew up who knew neither the Lord or what the Lord had done for Israel. Even with the, memoriza- even with the memorializations, even with the breastplate, with all this, this stuff so they couldn't forget, in Judges chapter 2, it says that an entire generation, not a few of them, not just a few of God's chosen people, but an entire generation grew up who neither knew the Lord nor the, the, the miracles that he had done for them. How sad that is. God knows our hearts. God knows our minds. God knows how easy it is for us to forget, even though there's a price that has to be paid. You see, folks, when we forget, whether it's our soldiers that fought for the freedoms we have physically, or whether it's the, the, the Lord that died on that cross to buy us spiritual freedom, we still tend to forget at times and just reap the rewards. But let me tell you this morning that when we just take actions into the freedoms, when we just reap the war, rewards and forget the price that was paid for them, there is consequences to follow. There is consequences that come from those actions. We, well, first of all, we tend to repeat the same mistakes over and over. We go to, continually go to the wrong places for answers. We seek solutions from, from, from places and programs and people rather than turning back to God. When we forget where our true freedom comes from, we'll start seeking out man's ideas on how to take care of things. And you know what happens? We become, we, we, we become apathetic. We become comfortable and, and selfish. We, be, we be, tend to become people who are greedy and demanding, hateful and unloving. When we forget who paid the price for who we are, when we forget the price that was paid, we lose that, that humility, we lose that humbleness. When we remember that the reason I can stand here and preach the gospel is because a man had to die upon a cross, the Son of God himself had to surrender and sacrifice himself just so I could be here, I, that humbles me. But when I forget that and just start talking about how great I am, look at how well I can speak, look how educated I may be, look how many hours of study I've prepared for this sermon or that song, look at this, look at me, I take my eyes off God and I start going down a road that leads to oblivion. We need to remember who paid the price for the freedoms that we enjoy. 
Why did God give those, those precious stones as, as, as a command? Why did he tell them to sew those into those lin- that linen breastplate? Why did he tell them to put all that there? Simply as a, as a reminder, a memorialization to remind the people too that, 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 that his chosen people, each and every one of them, though they may be different in many different ways, is still precious to him and he will never forget them. That breastplate was not to remind God of the people. It was to remind the people of a loving God. You see, it is awesome. We serve a God that will never forget us, even when we do incredibly stupid things. Now, you out there, you may have never done anything wrong, but I'll tell you from from my viewpoint, I mess up on a daily basis and sometimes pretty nasty. But my God never forgets me. My God loves me and says, I will be right there. In Isaiah 44, 21, you know what he says? He looks out and he says, I have made you. You are my servant, O Israel. I will never forget you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 6, 10, God looks out and he says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work or, or, or the love you have shown him and to his people and you continue to help them. Hallelujah. God will not forget. Though we tend to forget, though we tend to, 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 to go about our way and do what we want to do, and, and maybe on Sunday say, oh, yeah, i got to go to church. You know, that guy says in the Bible, I have to go to church on Sunday. And the rest of the week, we go back to doing everything we want to do, and then come Saturday night, oh, i got to get up early and go to church again. It's not like that for God. I can guarantee you that on a daily basis, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I'm on my God's mind. He knows who I am. He remembers who I am. It is not God who forgets, it's man who forgets. God knows how forgetful we are, but he said, I'll never forget you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be right there. Those precious jewels on that Old Testament thing were were a way for the people to remember God. And also, I will say this, God had them placed. That's why I read verse 28 as well. And you may say, well, that's just a little snippet of the, of the attire. But I had a purpose in this. Notice where he is wearing these things. These, these rings of precious jewels that are each one in the name of one of the tribes of Israel were worn on the, right here, covering the heart. They were right over the heart. So every time he went in to the temple, it was reminding him and the people that God had the tribes of Israel right on his heart. Folks, Our name, once it's written in that Lamb's Book of Life, it's right there. It's written in the blood of Jesus Christ. Right there over the heart of God. He knows who we are. He does not forget who we are. Jesus, God, He loved the people. Here in Exodus, He loved the people. He cared for them deeply. Isaiah 43, 4 says that you are precious and honored in the sight of God. We are precious and honored. Even when we do wrong, we are honored and precious in the eyes of God. I pray we do not forget that. We are precious. We no longer have the the, the breastplate that Aaron wore. We no longer have that breastplate to, to, to show that love. It's been replaced by the Lord's Supper. But Jesus said in that memorial, whenever, whenever we do, he said, do this in remembrance of me. That loaf and the cup, they are to remind us 
of the sacrifice that was paid for our spiritual freedoms, folks. We don't have spiritual freedom just to use wantonly. It does not give us the license to sin, as Paul said. He said, heaven forbid. It it isn't that we say a cute prayer, and now I can go about and do whatever I so desire and I so choose to do. If I truly have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my shepherd, and I realize and recognize, this is the imperative part that I feel as though many churches and many folks who call them Christians have forgotten. When I realize it is more than just speaking words out of my mouth, it is a heart realization of what the price that was paid for me. It's when I realized that there was a debt that was owed for the wages of sin is death that I could never pay because it wasn't just death. It had to be a righteous blood. There was no atonement for sin without the releasing of that, that, that innocent blood. It's when I recognize, not that I say a prayer to ask Jesus in my heart, but that my heart has already recognized that he paid an ultimate price. And because of the price that he has paid for my freedom and yet freely offers it to me, I accept it. I will then go forth into the world and do and live and be with the best of my ability what he's called me to be, not because it's a set of guidelines and statutes, but because if he did that much for me, I should reciprocate to the best of my ability and do what I can for him that he's commanded me to do. It is more than just speaking with our mouth. It's remembering the price that was paid for my spiritual freedom. It is not saying, well, I know I'm going to heaven one day, so I'm going to live for hell on earth. Unfortunately, there's a lot of folks that call themselves Christians, even wear a nice little cross, that that's their mentality. My mama baptized me when I was a baby, so now I can live like hell because I know where I'm going when I, get to, when I die. It's not the way it goes, guys. You want to get to heaven, then you have to truly accept it. Once you truly accept through Jesus Christ, truly accept the gift of grace that he has offered you, then you have humbled yourself and realized the price that was paid for that gift. And if you truly realize the price that was paid for that gift, you won't forget it throughout the week. You might at times. Is that me? Am I too close to something? Good. Don't cage me in a little box. (laughs) We need to realize, guys, to the best of our ability, to remember him on a daily basis. We have glory set before us in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But that, that, that gift was bought with a Christ. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me so you won't forget The price that was paid. We were were bound and imprisoned by sin. It was the blood of Jesus Christ that set us free. Amen? It was the blood of Jesus Christ that allows me to go forth and and, and laugh and joke in church. It It is what allows me to get up and passionately open the Word of God. It is what allows me to pray for my brothers and sisters. It is what allows me, I was with someone who had to make an, a, a hard, hard decision this week, and, 
and take her husband off the machine so he could go on to be with the Lord. It was by his grace I was able to sit there with her and say that your husband now stands in the presence of those who loves him the most. That he stands in a mansion the hilt of hands not of this world. I was able to share those things and believe them with my heart. Why? Because a price had been paid so that those promises can come true. A price was paid so that we can stand and proclaim Christ on a daily basis. And even if it costs us our physical life on this side of glory, I can stand and know that one day I will be in his presence. I lose my life today, Paul said, means I stand in the presence of God. I'll fall asleep on this world and open my eyes upon the Lord. That is the promise I have because I remember the price that was paid for it long ago. And I can show that every day. I can proclaim it every day because every day it is true. Every day it is there. God knows how easy it is for us to forget. And he, therefore, He gave us the Lord's Supper, a tangible reminder of what the Lord has given to us. Jesus didn't give just some. Jesus gave His all. And He did so to purchase our freedom. He already had freedom. He didn't just give some. He gave His all so that we can have freedom to redeem us, to set us free. And I would submit to you this morning that God has never forgotten His children. The Lord's Supper is a continual reminder. Just like Aaron's breastplate was in the Old Testament, the Lord's Supper is a continual reminder of the spiritual freedom that we have. Instead of precious stones, we have the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And as beautiful as that ephod was, as, as pop- powerful as the symbolism that was paid shown in that, I don't have symbolism anymore. I have the precious blood of Jesus Christ covering me. I am in Christ, and my name has now been written in the Lamb's Book of Life by the blood of Jesus Christ. When we receive the elements of the, the Lord's Supper, we remind ourselves of the sacrifice that was made for our freedom. When we partake of the Lord's Supper here in a moment, guys, I hope that you understand this isn't just some ritualistic thing. This isn't something that we just do periodically. It is something to remind us of just how powerful the gift that was given over 2,000 years ago was. To remind us of the price that was paid. I think we tend to walk around and And we say we're saved, or we'll tell other people, or ask other people, are you saved? We use the terminology so much. We we use the vernacular so much that it becomes cliche. Folks, don't ever let the blood of Jesus become a cliche in your life. That blood was an incredible spilling. I will never talk harshly about the blood of the men and women who fought and died and who still are fighting and dying so that I can enjoy these freedoms. If I choose not to ever talk derogatorily of of the blood that was spilt for this physical freedom, why in the world would I ever take advantage of the spiritual blood that was spilt for my eternity? If we're going to stand firm for our soldiers, then I pray, God, that you are and that you do and that you pray for them. We're going to stand for them. Don't forget to stand for the one who was the ultimate soldier that paid that price for our spiritual freedom.
That's why I felt as though the Lord laid it on my heart to do the Lord's Supper this Memorial Day. So I thought, what better memorial to celebrate than the memorial of Jesus Christ? What better thing to celebrate than to know I have freedom, not just in this country, but as a spirit breathed into me by God. You know, here in the South, most of the small towns have some type of Civil War memorial, or you can go to, to the cemeteries and you see the, these, these gravestones and some, some real memorializations of, of these men and women who died in the Civil War. Over 600,000 people. This was, one, this was the bloodiest war ever fought on our soil. Over 600,000 people died during our Civil War. But what's oftentimes not known, and both in the North and the South, they allowed what was called substitute soldiers. In other words, a man drafted for military service literally could buy another man to go to war in his place. Now, this lasted until 1863 in the South when they ran out of available men. And it started up around that time in the North with all the immigrants that were were coming over and they were being paid to go fight in someone else's place. This is where the term came from, uh, rich man's war, poor man's fight. But these men would be paid to go and, and go off to war in the stead of these others who had been drafted. And most of the time, uh, uh, many of uh, yeah, I'm going to say most of the time. Uh, I better just say many. But when they would buy these men and pay these men to go out and fight in their place, what they really were doing many times was sending them out to die in their place. Especially in the South where the numbers were dwindling so quickly. When you were buying someone and sent them out there, you were, t- you were paying them to go and die in your place as a substitutionary soldier. How incredibly humbling that must have been. How humbling that would be to know that, 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 that you just sent someone out to die in your stead. Yet today we gather for worship in this church on the weekends and many churches are gathering all over. How many are humbled? How many remember? How many know why they're here? There are so many soldiers who are going out and they are fighting and they are dying so that we can have freedom as a nation. But we have a substitute soldier. Those who go to the churches of Jesus Christ, those who have accepted Jesus Christ, we have a substitute soldier who chose to go and die in our stead for our eternal freedom. How much should we be humbled by that? We should be so incredibly humbled to know that he that knew no sin chose to be my substitutionary soldier. I couldn't have paid him enough to do it. But he said, all I ask in return isn't money. It isn't your riches. It isn't your good looks. It isn't this, that, or the other. All I ask in return, I will be your substitutionary soldier. I will give my all. All I ask in return is that you serve me. You accept me as your Lord and Savior. Folks, I would tell you this morning, he died for me. Praise God, he died for me. May we never forget him, and may we always 
live for him. Jesus will not forget me. He died for me. And I pray I never forget him. We are about to partake of the Lord's Supper here in a moment, but before we do so, I want to make sure to give you this opportunity. We're going to have a, a, a song of invitation here momentarily. But if God has called you out and you've never accepted him, maybe you're feeling his presence right now for the first time, accept him before it's too late. It's one thing to have a head knowledge of who he is, but you need that heart knowledge, that humility of knowing that he truly died in your stead. It's when we get that heart knowledge that our name is written in that book upstairs. And our name is written in that Lamb's Book of Life at the throne room of God. I don't mean to sound derogatory when I say upstairs. You know what I'm saying. If you truly want to be in the Lamb's Book of Life, acknowledge who he is. Accept him this day. If you do know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, then I'm going to ask you to do this. Before we get to the point of taking the Lord's Supper, start praying now, Lord, am I where I'm supposed to be? Do not partake of the Lord's Supper with an unclean heart. Take it to Him today and ask for forgiveness. This altar will be open. You can pray where you're at. I'll pray with you. But the great thing is, my God would said, He'll never forget us. He loves us. He'll never leave us. And if God be for me, who can be against me? So for that reason, I can go to Him right now and say, Father, I've so incredibly messed up my life. I forgot you. I forgot the price that was paid for my freedoms that I have wrongly used. And like the prodigal, I realized that the servants in your house are, are, are better fed and better treated than I am with all the honors that's given to me by your blood and name. Forgive me. Forgive me and allow me back into your grace. And you know what the neat thing is? He says, when you confess your sins, he is faithful and true to wash them away, to cleanse you of all your unrighteousness. Isn't it awesome we serve a God that can speak those kinds of words into being? And yet he loves little old you and me that much. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you make that change today if you do know him today's the day to look to heaven say father forgive me and if you're in that place where you've already done that and you're saying you know it's just so good to be a child of god hallelujah hold your hands up praise the lord and pray for the brothers and sisters that may not and lift his name let's all stand together this morning i want to lead us in a word of prayer We'll ask the band to come up and they're going to play. And this is your opportunity. If God's speaking to you, make the decision now. And as we partake of the Lord's Supper, let me say this too before I get there, in case I was to forget. If you're a visitor here this morning, it is not about the walls of this church. The bread represents the body of Christ and the, the, the juice represents the blood of Christ. If you are a child of Jesus Christ, this this, this ordinance is open to you as well. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and your heart is ready to partake of the Lord's Supper, don't think 
well, this isn't my normal church. This isn't where I normally attend. It has nothing to do with that. You're a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And it's open to you. Open to you as we pray. Father God, I pray this morning that you will just come and, and touch the hearts of each person that's here today. And if there's someone here, Lord, that has never surrendered their heart to you, may this be the day that they do so. Touch them in such a way, whether it's already in song, whether it's in the sermon, maybe it'll be now in this time of prayer. If there's someone that has not bowed a knee and accepted you as Lord of their life, whether young or old, may they make that decision before it's too late. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that if there are those here that have forgotten you, that you will remind them that you have never forgotten them. And may they turn from their wicked ways and put your prayer back in their hearts. And may they seek your face so that you may heal their lands. God, be with us. Walk with us. Wash us. Cleanse us. And make us holy thine, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. As we sing this morning, this, this time of invitation is open to you. You can sit, stand. I don't care if you lay along the wall. Whatever you want to do that makes it where you are doing what God's called you to do. But get your heart right with him. It's between you and God this morning as we sing.